Hi, this is Joe Bonzel with the Oak Ridge Boys. You're listening to my good friend, the David Bowers. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me. I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much, the legendary John Bon Jovial. And we've got some great music this week. Got a return guest. As a matter of fact, we've got uh, two return guests. The ladies are taking over this week, except for our opening song, which is also from a return guest. And that is coming up next with one Mr. Lee Thomas from Australia. Here is his latest release, just released the 1st of February, The One. I used to think I could do it on my own. Thank you. 
the one, Lee Thomas from Australia, who was on the show last year, if you all remember. We've been having really quite an outbreaking of artists from Australia entering the music industry lately. Yeah, some great artists coming out of Australia, don't you think, John Bon Jovi? I do think so. Uh, I like this song. It kind of smacks to me of uh, the old Al Cooper and Super Sessions with the organ work, you know, that yes. uh, Hammond uh, B3 organ. And yes. it is yeah, really definitely. very well done. I like the guitar work. I like everything about it. And I kind of hope that uh, we'll be able to finagle a visit from him. I think that'd be pretty cool. If you'd like to hear from Lee or any other artist, Drop us a line, let us know who you'd like to hear from, and we'll see if we can get them on the show, right? David at thedavidbowers.com. We love our supporters, including our friends at Rochester Free Radio, our flagship radio station in Rochester, New York, WRFZ FM 106.3. And that starts with Steve Litvak, the Baron's Rock and Roll Rumble that follows the David Bowers Awards Saturdays on Rochester Free Radio. He, in turn, is followed by Armand Spins. That's on WRFZ FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York. Rochester Free Radio ends on Sunday, four hours of great rock and roll with Brian Judah and Rock the Rock. That's all on Rochester Free Radio. Check them out. If you're not in Rochester, you can pick them up online at rochesterfreeradio.com. And don't forget our friend Z in Utica, New York, with his Disruption Network home of local music Mondays. Every Monday, you can find him on YouTube. Look for Disruption Network and uh, let him rock your socks off. John Bon Jovi, how are things up in Michigan? Well, I'll tell you what, we're having kind of a heat wave right now, at least by Michigan standards, I guess. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be anywhere from 25 to 30 degrees for the average high during the day here this time of year. And we've been experiencing temperatures in the upper 30s. And by this coming weekend, uh, we're going to be seeing sunshine and 45 degrees. And, you know, I tell you what, I'm ready to get the sunscreen out and I uh, put on my flip-flops and cut off shorts and T-shirt, and I'm going to head down to the beach, Lake Michigan, and pick up some women. What about I do, down there in the Valley of the Sun? What's going on in, in uh, Tempe, Arizona? Actually, actually, we have warmed up. We hit 80 yesterday, uh, which is warm even by our standards. I think the record for this time of year is something like 81. So uh, I guess we're either having a heat wave or it's global warming, but uh, we have warmed up. But next week... We go back into uh, cooler, rainy temperatures again for another spell. We're heating up here, too, with some great music and some exciting artists. As I mentioned, we have two returning artists. And the first one is a young lady who is putting out some great music, Ananda Exenia Shakti. And we're going to be talking with her in just a couple of minutes. Right after, we listen to Are You Looking For Me?
Working For Me by our next guest, Ananda Sinia Shakti. Ananda, come in and say hello. Hi, how are you? Doing well, thank you, and so glad you could join us. Tell us first off, now it's been over a year since you were with us, tell us some of the things that have been happening in your life and career since last we spoke. Well, since last we spoke, I've recorded four singles and made one video, and um, I will be making videos for the rest of the singles soon, but the music was just really ready to come, and I didn't have the patience to wait till it all landed together. So it's been, it's been a really powerful time, rich time creatively, and the music is expanding itself in, I think, in so many ways musically and even in the message that's coming forward. And and it's been really wonderful when I, I live, I'm living in India now, but I'm from Canada. And in the summer, I go back to Canada and I was able to play some gigs when I was there. And it was really, it was really beautiful. So that's basically where it's at is just in this kind of production of the creativity of the music and the videos, and the music itself is evolving a lot, and I'm really interested to see where it goes. The next, the next songs that I'm about to record are actually more like singer-songwriter style. Uh, the music that you that you'll hear here is like the furthest thing from that. It's just multi-layered production, which is the way that I often hear things. But now it seems to be coming in a much more sim- in a simplified way. So that's what I've been doing. Very interesting, and we're going to get to hear two of your most recent tracks, which I believe are just released or are going to be very shortly. They were just released, yes. And Are You Looking For Me went number one in the UK uh, on the um, on its, on its uh, iTunes charts oh. on its release day. So it was Fantastic. Really, yeah, it was exciting. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that, that is extremely cool. It really is, yeah. Tell us about the song, Are You Looking For Me? Okay, Are You Looking For Me is a song that is based on a poem um, that is by Kabir Das, who is an ancient Indian poet. And Kabir Das was a, was a mystic. And he was spontaneously enlightened and awakened. And his poetry was really about, you know, discovering the divine consciousness in everything. And he had a lot of criticism about the Indian culture at the time. Kind criticism, but this criticism was really based on this idea that, you know, you go to a temple and you're kind of pious in a temple, and then then you go and you treat people badly. You put on a robe and you think it makes you better or more holy. You're not really understanding what, what God is, what the divine consciousness is, that it's in... He says it's the breath inside the breath. And he says, are you looking for me? I'm in the next seat. My shoulder is against yours. That everything is divine. And, you know, and then he says, when you really look for me, you will see me instantly. I am living in the tiniest house of time. So talking about when we come into the now, you know, this, this famous idea of the power of now, we come into the now, it's a timeless time. It's like this incredible place inside the heart that lives in the heart of every being. And so I love Kabir, Kabir Das. This poetry really, really moved me. And, and, and I related to it because I, um, as I think we probably spoke before, I have a history 
in the punk world. I was a punk star. And so I have that rebellious nature. I have that nature that goes, okay, like it's, like we're not doing it that way anymore. Like let's look at more what's real. And, and that's what he was doing in his own way, but in a very emancipated and enlightened way. And, um, so I heard the song and I took the song, I took some of the lyrics from the song and then heard more things and turned it into a dance a dance song, which is one of the things that I really love doing. I like taking what I call, you know, sort of higher realm guidance, guidance that lifts our spirit up, but putting it into a place like a club, you know, so that when people are like, like doing their club thing, that they're getting infused with both things at the same time. And Kabir was such an extraordinary thing. Like he was really persecuted for what he was doing. He was, he was um, idealized by the common person because really he was on the side of the common person and the caste system and everything existed in those days and so and he was breaking all of those forms but by the, the wealthy and the powerful you know he was not loved so much <laughs> except for he was very popular so of course you know they like to have the popular person and so one time he was invited to this great king's place you know for something and and he he chose he accepted the invitation and he arrived and he said something, like I don't remember exactly what it was that he said. He said something to the king about the falseness of the way that the structure was. And the king was so insulted that he had that he said that he he was gonna be murdered for having done this. So so they took him, they took Kabir Das, they chained his whole body up in these chains, and he was living in the ancient city Varanasi which is right on the Ganges, the holy river of the Ganges. So they threw him into the Ganges, what we call Ma Ganga, and to, so he would just drown. And instead, when he, when he hit the, the holy waters, his chains all burst out. They just completely popped open, and he floated away. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned those things, because one, I love the fact that you are getting this music and message into areas where it might not normally be heard and understood. I think that is tremendous to be able to reach new corners of, uh, of the people. And also, it tells me that I and probably a lot of our listeners are going to go, ha- go back and listen to this song all over again just to get <laughs> the message more clearly than we did the first time. And I Thank you for that. John Bon Jovial, your thoughts? Well, first of all, Ananda, welcome to the show. It is absolutely wonderful to have you here with us. And I just love the idea of the premise of a breath within a breath. And you so eloquently explained that. You know, that's kind of eye-opening. I've never really thought of it that way before. and That's really kind of cool. And it makes me wonder, especially with your past in Canada, you know, as a punk rocker, which I think is also pretty cool. As a child, you grew up, you listened to music, you have your influences. And at some point, there was a proverbial fork in the road. You could go left, you could go right. Uh, You could go in the direction of enhancing your rock and roll career, or you could go along the more spiritual path uh, that you have taken. What was the deciding element? What made you think, I want to go this direction, not that direction, where either one of them, at least in my opinion, are, you know, 
eminently doable directions with worth and with merit and meaning? Uh-huh. That's a wonderful question. Thank you. I do things really intensely, and I do them really intensely, and then I'm finished. They're done. They're, they're just done, you know. And so um, when I was in the punk band, I was actually in New York City. I started in Canada, but we moved to Manhattan. And um, I was I was by that point, by the time I even started the band, like I... I drank as a teenager. I did some drugs as a teenager, but and and I did it till like it was it was boring, and then it was boring. So by the time I was actually in the punk band, I wasn't really even interested in anything like that. I didn't even drink. I drank Perrier, and I jogged every day, and I did all these things compared to what else was going on. I mean, I was in the height of the punk scene, right? I was, you know, I was hanging out. I was touring with the Clash. I was singing with Blondie. I was hanging out at CBGBs every night. Like I was in that scene. And so I was very, very odd person in that scene. But I was a seeker, you know, I was seeking something as we all are. And, and I was doing it in a very strong way. And I was seeking something through the, through the music and through the punk world. And then I met my first guru or mentor. And when I met him, and when I started to hear what he had to say, I knew that that's what I was looking for. That's what I was seeking. So... And that wasn't available for me in that other world. It, it simply wasn't available for me in that other world. So although it was dif- it was a difficult decision because our band was really about to sign like a major deal and all of these things were happening, it was only, it was really the difficulty was more because I didn't want to let people down. It wasn't a difficult decision for me. I knew what was right for me. I knew I had found what I was looking for. I knew that that what I was stepping towards for me was more meaningful than anything else I could do right now. I made a vow to myself that I would play music again, but it had to have a different meaning in it. It had to have like you know the difference between a reflective artist and a transformative artist. It had to be a transformative experience, not just reflecting the pain, which we were doing in the punk world, but at least we were reflecting it. We at least were you know trying to bring some kind of attention to it. But now it had to be transforming it, and so it took me a little time to get the nerve to talk to everybody and let them know that this was going to be that this was my decision, but. Um, it was a no. It was one of those kind of no looking back moments. You know, I had an awakening, and the awakening was the thing that that compelled me to to step forward. I, but I didn't like the dream of the music. I, I look so. at stuff like that because it's happened to me, uh, but you don't realize it at the moment. I, I refer to it as a as a watershed moment. Uh, oh. a, to me, a watershed moment happens, and you don't even know it's happened until later. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, not to sound like a hopeless romantic or anything like that, uh, my watershed moment for me personally was July 5th, 1971. That's the day that I met my wife. But I didn't realize it at the time. It wasn't until later. I feel like I knew. I knew what was happening. I think that the difference is, is that for me, I I really did know that something was happening. You know, and that it was, cha- and that my life was had changed. Like my life changed, and then I had to make the decisions around it. You know, but but it was it happened pretty quickly. Yeah. I love the fact that you're able to take your prior experiences, the punk music, the rock and roll, and not just transfer them, but make them an understandable bridge 
between the different eras, the different forms, uh, the different thoughts and processes. Uh, it's an amazing talent that you have that I think not only supports but transcends your music. Before we run out of time, I want to give you a chance to tell everybody how they can find you, find your music, follow you, and, of course, get your music. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate sharing that because it is important to me. The, the band is actually called Love Power the Band. So I'm Anandazini Shakti. It's like featuring me, but the band is called Love Power the Band. So when you're looking for the music, unfortunately, Spotify has it mixed up. So sometimes you have to look for Anandazini Shakti and sometimes you look for Love Power the Band. <laughs> So Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> and after numerous requests, they haven't fixed it yet, and we're not we're not holding our breath at this point. Really? But the but that the meaning the reason for the music is is the reason for the music, and so that's super important. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. Um, so you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes. You can follow me on Instagram. There is a Love Power of the Band Instagram page, but I've lost access to it. So. <laughs> so it's better to follow my personal page, which is called onlyloveisreal.love. And on that, I offer all of the you know really wonderful you know videos and snippets and pieces, philosophical understandings and inspirations around the music and. Um, also, we have a beautiful thing called the Oneness Communion, which is um, a collective of different artists and spiritual aspirants and healers where we're doing on Thursday nights, Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m., a 10-minute unity meditation, which can be music, it can be dance, it can be, the artists are doing different things on that too. So you can find about, out about that as well on my Instagram. So I think that's probably the best place to find me if you're an Instagram person. Go there. And also, oh, I do have a YouTube. Love Power of the Band YouTube. Thank there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You can follow Ananda Senia Shakti and Love Power of the Band. Those are the two names for you to keep in mind. And also look for Only Love is Real. And if all else fails, drop me a line at david at thedavidbowers.com and I'll be happy to send you the link so that you can follow and keep track of everything that's going on there. We've got about 30 seconds left. Tell us about Hari Hari Dance. Oh, Hari Hari Dance. This is, um, I live in Vrindavan in India, which is the home of where Krishna, when Krishna was alive when he lived. So everybody knows about the Hari Krishnas, right? They're famous over time. And they have a mantra that's Hari Krishna, Hari Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hari 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 Ram, Hari Ram, Ram Ram, Hari Hari. And that's what this song is all. It, it is that mantra. It's called the Maha Mantra, the Great Mantra, and and it's about praising the festival of life. And again, it's a dance tune. It's a dance song. If you've seen the Hare Krishnas, you'll recognize that that's what they chant as well. Thank you once again so much for coming and sharing your time with us and your wonderful explanations of your music and what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Anand. Ladies and gentlemen. Ananda, Xenia, Shakti, and Love Power, the band. And here is Hare Hare Dance. Hare Krishna.
Hare Hare Dance, Ananda, Senia, Shakti, and Love Power, the band. And we thank her so much for coming and spending time with us today. What do you think, John Bon Jovial? She gets the point across, and she does it quite eloquently, I thought. I, I still like the idea of the breath-within-a-breath-hold concept thing that she was talking about during the interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very insightful young lady, and it was a, a pleasure to talk to her and, and, and get her thoughts. I agree, and I, th- I think her journey from her original approach to pop music, punk music, uh, to where she is now and where she's going is also quite fascinating. Speaking of fascinating, we have a fascinating talent coming up next. Talking about her new album will be Linda Marks. Right after we listen to a track from that album, the song The Road to Hope.
Linda Marks, and here she is right now to come and talk about that song and her whole new album, Linda, Hello. Hello. It's so delightful to be back with you again. Always a pleasure to have you join us. We look forward to it. And this album is just, it's got the ring that this was something really strongly meaningful to you. Yes, it it definitely is. Um, We're living in a time that you know, certainly in my lifetime, I think this is probably the hardest time for people that I know. And, you know, no matter what the age of the person, whether they're very young or they're in the middle of their lives or they're toward the end of their lives, it's a very hard time. There's chaos. We've lived through a pandemic, which really isn't over yet. We have two devastating wars going on. The cost of living has has gotten out of control. Community has been break, broken down. So, I felt that bringing hope, I mean, a lot of my music is about bringing hope and bringing people together and building bridges and healing, but particularly now, a recipe for hope felt really important, and three of the songs on the album actually have the word hope in the title of which, The Road to Hope, which you opened with, is one of them. Definitely, and uh, I think your your opening to the album uh, kind of sums it up too. You, you said very, very eloquently 
In a world weighed down with many heavy issues and challenges, we could all benefit from a generous helping of hope. And I, I think that pretty well sums it up right there. And what a job you have done presenting the music to convey that message. Thank you. The Road to Hope, um, I wrote it, I call it a love song for America and an invitation for us to join together to heal America's broken heart. And I could call it sort of a modern-day patriotic song when the words patriotic and song are sort of like a, a triggering kind of sentiment for many people. But it's, it's really a call to reconnect with this country and to, to build bridges and to look at brotherhood, sisterhood, and what we have in common, that we, we're all people and that the, the common ground is, is more important than finding ways to other people and cast them aside. And what I find fascinating is that this song has gotten quite a lot of positive response, including in other countries. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's quite fascinating to me that even though I'm writing about what's happening here in America, people in other countries are also responding to the message. Yeah, it's, it's a situation that is not entirely unique to the United States of America. So I'm, I'm not at all surprised that it has gotten noticed around the world. And your conveyance of the message is so strong and pertinent that uh, I, I can understand it being well-received and, and popular in many areas. Now, I do get the impression, correct me if I'm wrong, were these songs all written for this album, for this project? Yes, they were. I thought, I thought they were. Now, I don't have to ask where you got the idea for the concept of this project, but tell me how it came together for you. Well, albums are their own meditation and journey for me. Um, I already, believe it or not, have written all the songs for my January 1st, 2025 album, and now we're in the process of starting to produce them. But it, it, it's a one-year cycle from when the production starts till the album's released. A lot of care goes into the arrangements and the production, plus to save the money it costs to do a really good job takes me a year of budgeting and a payment plan. But in terms of the songs in this collection, you know, having been living through a pandemic world, having people shelter at home, having people be isolated, having communities break down, having people die or move away, you know, having friendships get disconnected because when you can't get together, it just, it, you know, there's sort of a, a numbness I saw setting in among a lot of people and, and it just felt like this notion of, you know, the recipe for hope felt very timely. So what happens is I meditate on a theme. Like once I get a theme for what the album is, I meditate and then I see what emerges. The title song actually came from uh, something that happened when I was in grammar school. We had a chemistry class and there was an experiment where the teacher brought out a piece of paper and a prism and said that we could learn how to angle the prism to bend the light to burn a hole in the paper. And it felt like magic when I was a little kid. You know, I called it alchemy. And I first saw the teacher show how it could be done. But she, but it's, it's something like there's not a formula of how to do it. You have to sort of experiment and feel it out. So I tried with my prism. And when I tried to sort of analyze what was the angle, it never worked. 
But when I let go of the need to understand or analyze and I just intuitively started to play around with it, I did find an angle where the sun did come through the prism and burn the hole in the paper. And even as a little kid, I felt like I was onto something. I called it creative alchemy. And I realized it was a model of how we transform and create. You know, that if, if we learn how to harness life's energy, our, our hearts, the creative power inside, and target them in some purposeful way, just like I could make something out of nothing, the sun's light was not going to randomly burn a hole in the paper. And the prism, you know, it was a miracle to me that that could actually channel the light. If, if we learn how to be the instruments of creation, we can transform the world just like the prism can burn a hole in the paper from the sun's light. So that felt like a, a really appropriate title song for a recipe for hope. In a way, you know, my grammar school chemistry class gave me a recipe for hope. That was the first song I wrote for the album, and that's how it evolved. Um, some of the songs actually evolved from things that happened in the world. Others of them evolved from other places. For example, Hope, Love, and Prayers, I wrote for Damar Hamlin's mom, Nina, when at the beginning of January a year ago, Damar Hamlin collapsed on the field in cardiac arrest after what looked like a routine football tackle or hit. And it 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 hit me very deeply because I'm a mom. My son is 27. Damar is a couple years younger. But I saw pictures of his mom before the game. Before the game started, I was like, wow, how powerful, you know, for the mom to be watching her son. And when it happened, my heart immediately went to his mom, Nina, and how devastating it must be for her to be watching her son with pride and then watch him collapse on the field in cardiac arrest. So I wrote Hope, Love, and Prayers for his mom and for Damar. And and I was very, very grateful when he did make it through. He's an extraordinary person. But that's an example where something just grabbed me when I was watching the game mm -hmm. and the song came from it. Um, another song on the album, which is called Love Letters in the Sky, um, was written more towards the end of the collection when – uh, a singer-songwriter friend of mine whose name is John O'Leary, who is quite an extraordinary person. He even ran for president at one time in his life. Um, very bright, amazing, you know, spirited person who mentored a very talented young musician who I mentored a little bit, but, but he was her godfather, and what he did with her is quite extraordinary. She just turned 21, and he was brought to the hospital um, with bad COVID and pneumonia. And while he was there, they discovered he had lung cancer and he died very quickly. So Love Letters in the Sky is sort of a, a reflection on what happens, you know, when people pass over, but in a very heartfelt, beautiful way with a little joy in it. Because when I learned that John had died and he and I and another singer-songwriter curated a songwriter showcase series together, I imagined him with his impish spirit watching over us and writing love letters in the sky. So even though it's on sort of a heavier topic, it also has an element of joy in it as well. So that's an example of two songs that emerged from things that actually happened both in my life and the world. 
Um, I'm going to stop for a sec to give you some space that I can talk more about how the other songs evolve because they all have a story. Okay, and uh, through our own brand of alchemy, we're going to magically bring John Bon Jovial in here. John, come on and join the discussion. <laughs> well, first and foremost, Linda, it is so nice to have you back on the show again. And uh, there's one thing we can always rely on, and that's you know poignant lyrics and well-thought-out music and uh, so I want to congratulate you on this new record that you put out. Uh, from what I've heard so far, I, I, I don't. I want to get away from the lyrics for just a moment and concentrate more on uh, musical influences. Because and in listening to the song, I'm hearing uh, the style of a band that you just don't hear about anymore for many years, and that's the old Fairport Convention from the late '60s and early '70s, and the type of uh, arrangement that you've got in there is, is very reminiscent. The only thing missing to me anyway was the zither, but it is uh, it just, it really brought back some good memories for me. And I just so enjoyed listening to this song. And uh, so I just, I want to congratulate you on that. Thank you so much. That's very kind. Unfortunately, well, we are running really <laughs> short of time here. I'm going to have to try and see if we can get you to summarize the songs in the album from your perspective, and also tell the folks how they can get the album, of course. Well, the album is out on all digital platforms, so you can get them absolutely anywhere. My favorite place is my YouTube channel, LSM Heart, L-S-M-H-E-A-R-T. The album is there, but I also have lyric videos for eight of the songs on the album there. And if you want a physical contact, um, Write to me um, at lsmheart at aol.com. I have beautiful, beautiful copies of the album, and most people don't even have a way to play them anymore, so they go to the streaming <laughs> platforms. In terms of summarizing the songs on the album, there's a, some fun songs, like there's one called Facebook Songwriters Blues, a sad songwriter's tale of algorithms and bots. It's a true story. Um, there's a, a song called Psychotherapist Work Song, which a lot of people like. That's sort of an uplifting, upbeat song. Um, there are sadly a couple that are looking at the whole gun violence issue, one called Another Stop Gun Violence Song, where I don't want to have to write anymore, but I keep having to write them, and Coat Hanger Abortions and People Shooting Guns, which is more about what we're passing on to our children. There are also um, uplifting songs, Love Always Wins, um, I co-wrote with my Philly songwriter, um, friend and colleague Lisa Jeanette, and that's the other song that you'll be playing. There's a gorgeous ballad called September Morn that has a really, really rich arrangement that will definitely touch your heartstrings. There's a song about an 88-year-old woman's birthday, someone I've known for many years. Um, there's a song that looks at mental health struggles called Out on a Limb. So the, the, there's a lot of territory that's covered. Um, some will make you smile, you know, a few will may want you to dance, um, some may touch your heart and make you cry. But all in all, there is a recipe for hope inside. And I love the fact, this is one of my favorite parts of the album, is your closing track. The final track it is both a final comment and a hopeful look to the future, I think. The final song on the album is New Chapter, and I think that's a beautiful way to close the album. Linda, I want to thank you so much. As always, a pleasure having you come and join us. And uh, now that we know we can look forward to you coming back in 2025, 
uh, perhaps we get you to come back a little later this year and tell us a little more about what you've got coming. Great. We'd love to have you join us. Thank you. I appreciate all your support, and I appreciate all you do for independent artists. Uh, It's our pleasure. Thank you once again, ladies and gentlemen. Linda Marks from her brand-new album, A Recipe for Hope. Here is one of those ingredients to the recipe. Love always wins. Bon Jovial, I don't know what to say except 
Take us home. Well, you know, the time goes by when you're having fun, or so the saying goes, or a derivation thereof. And folks, you have done it again. And once again, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for spending the hour with us. And you do it each week, and we're so grateful for that. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from our studios in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and, of course, the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available for free on most of the major streaming services. Now, to get into a little bit of self-promotion here, we'd really appreciate it if you'd uh, consider this If you're going to be listening to us on Spotify, then you can uh, click the support this podcast link on our Spotify podcast page. And by doing that, you help us to support indie artists, just like Linda just said. That's that's our whole mission here is to support the indie musician. And so if you would consider doing that. That'd be great. We sure would appreciate it. Be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards on Saturday on WRFZ FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial in Rochester, New York, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio. And uh, if you're outside your listening area, you can get us uh, on rochesterfreeradio.com. And that's every Saturday at noon on WRFZ. And, of course, the next day on Sunday, you can find us on Blog Talk Radio at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week for the David Bowers and all the other crew of rejects and morons here at the Radio Ranchero, I am yours truly, the legendary and lovable John Bon Jovial saying, be good to each other, love each other. Love does make the world go round, after all, like Linda just said. And we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.